0: Hi, this is Roy Worley. Welcome to the interview show that brings on guests from all walks of life. Yeah, it's here that they tell their stories and delve a little deeper into their lives to see what got them where they are. So grab a drink, have a seat, and relax because this is The Leo Effects. When was the last time a short movie shook your emotions to the core? When was the last time a short movie caused you to rethink everything you stood for? When was the last time a short movie made you proud to be an American? When was the last time you felt the emotion to stand up and cheer after a short movie? The new short movie, I've Got Your Six, written and directed by Bill Foster, one of the industry's newest and fastest climbing directors, will answer all of those questions. Rarely has there been so much packed into a short movie that when you leave, you'll feel more proud of our American military veterans. A movie that was cast only with American military veterans will have you on the edge of your seat cheering for our veterans and what makes America great. I've Got Your Six will be hitting the film festival scene soon. Be prepared to drop what you're doing and go see this powerful movie when it comes to your area. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Leo Effect's. Today I'm joined by a very special guest all the way from south of the border, Mr. Ian Guerin. How are you, sir?
1: Hi, Ray. I'm so happy to be here at the Leo FX, having a great time, or ready to have one.
0: Right. Yeah, I hope so. This should be good. i am I'm actually... After reading your bio and um kind of listening to some of your music and everything I'm I'm actually pretty excited to speak with you and I think the listeners really could benefit from getting on and listening to your music as well. And that kind of leads me to my first uh, jumping point is you
1: know what is it that you do? Well, I'm a singer, songwriter, producer. Uh some people will ask me like why the producer? Why this last producer? I, well, because I, I imagine my music and I imagine my arrangements. I imagine the, the full product, you know, and I'm a singer, songwriter. I love writing my own lyrics, my own melodies, trying to write my own arrangements. Of course, in that regard, I, I get the best help from my producer of 10 years. Um, but that's mainly what i do i i'm i i al- i always call myself an entertainer and i like that term better than singer songwriter producer <laughs> right you know, I th- <laughs> because i entertain like to me music is an outlet it's an escapism it's what i do but to me entertaining is everything like i i have this joke uh, <laughs> with my cousin where she's like i'll be cooking the christmas dinner and i'll i'm like okay, I'll come over and do what I do best. I'll entertain you while you do it, right? (laughs) So so I try to think of myself as that, like as a person that comes into the room and tries to give it a lighter vibe than it has or, you know, have everyone have a good time. And that's mainly the focus of it. Like the songs in in the album are really um, introspective, but... At the same time, they all have this uh, positive-looking outcome at the end of the tunnel, like this light at the end of the tunnel, because that's who I am. Like I try to keep my spirit up. I do not try to let uh, anything um, mess with my vibe. And so entertaining is, is what I do, because I think that people live so stressed out by their regular lives that I figure, well, they use people like me as an outlet, you know, to for stress relief, so right. And entertaining, right? Yeah,
0: absolutely. What yeah. was it that made you decide to pursue this
1: career? Exactly this. Like, I used to, I, I remember being very young, and uh, you know, my my sister is in film, and she's a screenwriter and a director, and all. And I remember we were like seven years old, and we had a townhouse that we shared with our cousins. And she would do like this dance, uh, this dance off. I don't, I don't know exactly how to pinpoint the name, but she would like prepare choreograph all these acts for us to do in oh, front cool. of our parents at night. And I remember liking, you know, to show off. That's the, that's <laughs> the only way to put it. Like I liked to show off, and I remember seeing at that time Sheila. I, I, I didn't have any musical taste at the time because I was like six or seven. But she liked the Spice Girls. And I remember seeing their concert on pay-per-view or something. And I remember feeling, you know, I like that. I like the, the standing in front of people and having them have my their attention put on me, no regardless of what I'm doing. It wasn't singing at the time. But, uh, you know, I, I, my dad says that I used to sing the national anthem since I was like two years old. Uh, but I don't remember that, but to <laughs> me, it's always like in front of people. And I have a cousin who's also in the industry and he's a drummer and he has all this big charisma and a big personality. So there's this, like a competition thing, like, uh, Unmentioned competition thing for the attention when we're both in the room, like we're both like so excited (laughs) for people (laughs) to, you know, pay attention to what we have to do, not necessarily to what we have to say, but yeah, it's exactly that. It it started like that. Okay, Uh, it it flowed, and then uh, an, an aunt of mine took me to a recording studio, and I recorded a cover song, and that was basically it. I said, okay, this is this is the time that I felt the freest. This is the only time in my life that I felt free of worry, free of stress, free of anxiety. I want to do this. I want to be here forever. I I remember feeling that in the recording booth. So, like, I drifted away at times in my life. I wanted to try college. Well, my mom wanted me to try college and all that, but it didn't really work out for me. (laughs) (laughs) So you know, I, I I there came a point like after the first semester where I said, "Why am I losing precious time?" You know, the sooner I start, the the better. So I dropped out, took a chance, and and like my song says, "Roll and roll the dice," and here I am. <laughs>
0: yeah, there you go. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so who, what or who would you say, is your inspiration?
1: Oh well my my main inspiration in the world is Michael Jackson. Yeah. Oh, okay. I love Michael. Michael to me is represents a lot of the things that I am in regards to how he felt. I think that he was very misunderstood but he wanted he had this craving to be happy and uh He never could achieve it because his mind got in the way and his insecurities got in the way. And that's happened to me. So ever since I was like 12, I related to that feeling more than the music to the to the how I thought that he felt. And then there's Prince because he's like sarcastic and a musical genius. You know, I love Prince because Prince. Prince is a man that will tell it straight up as it is, but he will do it with class, and I like <laughs> <Yeah>. that. <laughs> so, I mean, haven't you heard him in in an interview, like uh, like when he he answers all these tough questions with with so much class, like, "Oh yeah, like I don't give a damn what you think about me, but I'm just gonna put it the highway, the the, the high, in, in the high road, right?" Right. <laughs> so. So I like to think of myself like that, and I like to be clever in my answers. I think that uh, in toni- into today's society, uh, there's, a, there's an issue because we have, uh, on the one hand, we have all these pressure to to be politically correct when we speak because we now know the power of words and we know that they hurt, but at the same time, it's misconstrued because they don't explain... The basics of it which is express yourself say what you need to say but say it the right way so that the message gets across I've always said it's not what you say but how you say it that matters the most so when I see Prince I, I see that I see eloquence I see articulation you know and he gets his message across and he doesn't hurt anybody with his work but he gets his point he doesn't limit his view which is the main confusion and in in, in with regards to the political correction that people want to uh, use nowadays. And then my other inspiration is, is Mariah Carey, just because she's like, she doesn't take herself too seriously. So I see myself as a mesh of all those three and Tony Bennett, because I dress with class and style.
0: nice (laughs) cool now you had said that your your mom wanted you to try the college thing and that didn't pan out but what did she have support for you when you started getting into the music thing like did you have a lot of support when you were really trying to make this a thing
1: definitely absolutely my mom is one too uh, to say, okay, I want to, well, was one to say, I want to try, I want you to be like me. She was, a uh, um, an executive for a company. And, uh, and she said, I want you to be like me. And I was like, well, I like your office, but that's kind of the only <laughs> thing that I like about what you do. You have a really nice office and I like that. <laughs> but, But when I told her that, she was like, okay, she just went with it. I don't remember her saying anything that, like, oh, I don't, she told me to try college. She said, like, why don't you try, maybe you like it, or maybe while things happen, because I remember now, now that you're telling me, I remember that that I wanted to do the music thing before. Uh, doing college and i actually went to the berkeley auditions and they told me we don't think that this is your path like and i was like why not i like berkeley and they, they were like no but you're crazier than this this is more classical this is more and i was like well and i i got a little discouraged by by them by the audition by the judges in the audition telling me that because i i thought like well why don't I fit in if I don't fit in in the world of music where will I fit in and they said you got this really crazy thing going on with your voice and you should try I didn't know that they meant that I should try to go on my own and do what I'm doing now but if they'd only explain but I did the college thing in a different college and with a, a different bachelor and all and my mom just said, why don't you just try it for for a few semesters? And I was like, few semesters? That sounds like a mighty long time. Mother, <laughs> 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 But, you know, I, I, I tried it. I didn't like it. And I didn't like it because I remember this teacher being, <laughs> being like, oh, you, you can't sign. I, we had to do, like, drawings of products and stuff because it was graphic design. And, and she was like, oh, you can't sign your your drawings and i was like why not and she was like no because uh you it's not a work of art it's a client pitch and i was like "Mm." and she was like no you can't sign them and i I thought to myself you don't let me sign my work don't you know the value of this and you know know, but i've always been like that i'm like one that used to be 14 or 13 or or 12 In school and telling my friends, you know, writing lyrics and telling my friends, you know, here, keep this. I'm going to sign it. I'm going to put the date on it. Save it for a rainy day. One day you'll be able to sell it for something somewhere, you know. So I've always I, I always had that vision and my mom definitely knew that and she went with it and she's very proud she supports me and everything that I need. Like right now, like mom, I'm going to record an interview. She's like, everyone go, silence. And, you know, she, you know she's, <laughs> she's always there for it. She doesn't like coming to the show because she, th- she says she gets nervous. And I'm like, she gets nervous that I'm going to F up or something. And I'm like, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> and, and if I do, I'll, I'll just um, compensate it with charisma. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. I meant to do that. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Now I've been watching uh, BoJack the H- uh, Horseman, the show, for yeah. the last few weeks, and I uh, have you seen it? I, I have seen it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's so great. I think of myself as him. <laughs> <laughs> That's <be> Cool. <laughs> Without Who... the drugs and the drunk apartment, <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who? Uh... Who would you like to do a collaboration
1: with? Um, Well, my lifelong dream has uh, been to collaborate with Tony Bennett. Like The first time I heard Tony Bennett was when he was doing a duets record. He has plenty of duets uh, by now. But uh, the first time I heard him, he was doing a duet. um, I can't remember if it was Katie Lang who he was working with. And I knew that he did duets with a lot of people, and I and I started buying his duet albums. And I I just see myself as as one of those artists. When I saw his documentary on Netflix, The Senna Bennett, I was like, man, you know, I I should be one of those artists in the recording booth. Maybe you should take John Mayer out, Mayer out, and and include me. He's being kind of a jerk to you. Send him home. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, definitely. Some people think that because I like Michael and Prince and Mariah so much, I would definitely choose one of them. But I think that at this stage of my life, and given the fact that uh, Tony is a... I like to call him Uncle Tony, is a man of a particular age, I would like to do a duet with him. Not because of his age, but because of what he represents. He's a legend. And I think that we would be perfect in the studio. I like to believe that he would love me. Maybe he would... Uh, love me as much as he did John Mayer but (laughs) but I don't (laughs) want to think about that and yeah it it would definitely be, be him and if I had to choose someone like in the in the top 40 arena it would be Ariana Grande because I think she's so talented and sweet and I think that she's a sweetheart and that uh a, a really kind person and, and mellow person at heart, and I think that she has talent. And I, I would definitely someone with talent, whoever that is, that that really has talent, not someone that a label or someone might wants to like. Oh, you should collaborate with this person. Maybe in the hip hop arena, I'd like to do it with Snoop Dogg. You know, Snoop is forever he's like the tony bennett of (laughs) (laughs) hip-hop those are really really great choices
0: honestly which actually that kind of leads me to another question that i was kind of thinking of uh to get out get word out there what what would you say your style of music is
1: um well, I think it's a mixture of a lot of stuff, but not that many stuff. <laughs> uh, I I define my style as a little bit old-fashioned, but yet yet contemporary. I don't know if the two can go together. Like not vintage, but I I define my style a little bit more classic. Yeah, I'm definitely more traditional. I do not like uh to include a lot of trendy sounds in my songs. I have an issue with that. Because I, I'm like, we can do trendy arrangements or trendy-like arrangements, but let's not include, uh, let's not fill up a song with trendy arrangements. Because if not, it, it'll die with the trend. And I like to make songs that are timeless, and uh, and I don't think that uh, that a certain trend uh, can, how how to put this, uh, that a certain sound and trend. Can add time the timeless element to a song. So
0: okay, all right, yeah. So yeah,
1: it's like definitely R and B soul, but more R and B pop. But I like to keep it fresh. Um, I think that it has a little bit of funk to it, just because of the bass lines. You know, when people hear it, if, if musicians are listening to the show, uh, listen to the bass lines. I think that they're they're funk. They're they're very funky. They do remind me of Michael, and that wasn't. Something that I intended to do, my producer just went wild with it. <laughs> he just... Yeah, but I, I definitely, definitely more classic than than the the, than the trendy sounds of today. Like because I don't I don't find myself enjoying much of the music that's uh, released uh, nowadays in in the top forty, except for Ariana, as I mentioned before, because I think that everyone works with the same. Uh, producers and songwriters and don't get me wrong as a songwriter I love that because that means money right <laughs> Right? yeah right, yeah. <laughs> right? so I love I'd love to be like Sia you know you when you hear Sia you hear her style and I think that that my problem with the top 40 is that I hear a lot of music that sounds the same, Madonna said it once in her 2012 record, Give Me All Your And she said, every record sounds the same, you gotta step into my world, and I think that there are a lot of good records out there, the issue is that they don't define the artist's personal style, and I think that what defines an artist, in the long run, is their style, you know, if they, they sound alike, then you get lost, and it's just songs, you know, it's, oh, I like that song. And it used to be uh, beforehand when 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 music uh, wasn't done in a crafty way, it was I like that artist and people would relate to the artist and what they meant and how they felt and who they were, you know, and now they just, you know, streaming has brought it to a point where. Where and I'm drifting away from the question, and I know that, but um, <laughs> you know stream, streaming streaming just brought it to a point where, oh, I like that song, and we should go back to "I like that artist," because that's how legends are created, and that's how people can transcend in the test of time. so uh, to me as a songwriter, I, I like I like Sia because no matter who sings her. You can hear her in the track. You know, if Celine Dion sings her, you hear her. If Britney sings her, you hear her, you know. So I like that. And I want my style to be out there. I was talking the other day to an executive about songwriting and he was and I and I told him exactly that. I like what I'll give you that I don't see or hear a lot is personal style. You'll hear you, you. You'll be able to identify my songs as mine. No matter who voices them, and I'll be very proud that someone else voices them, but my style is always there, you know. So yeah, definitely classical R&B, soulish, and you know, overall very different to what. And I I I love when artists say, oh, it's different, and they can't define why. The why is because you know, even in contemporary R&B or or soul, you'll you'll hear a tendency, and um to a certain uh, rhythmic bass or or you know a certain melodical style. When people open the irreplaceable album, they'll just be in for a treat. They'll they'll find comparisons to it. They'll be able to to say, Oh, this sounds uh similar to, but this is not the same ass. That's what makes it different. And I think that they'll have a great time, you know, it's a fun album. It's an easy listening album. So right yep. on. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so speaking of you know, we're talking about irreplaceable. Uh you had a, a number of UK like kind of awards um that like for uh Roll the Dice you brought that brought that up earlier. That was a UK number 1 single. Um you had Free Time that was uh, a four-time award-winning UK number 1 single. You know, you had all these like super huge things that happen with Irreplaceable. So my question for you is if you were talking to somebody just coming into the business that had no idea what they were doing, what would your words of wisdom be to them?
1: Whoa, that's such a great question. And it's such a responsibility to say a wise answer. So I'm going to keep it simple. Just don't listen to the people who tell you, that you can't do this because a certain something don't listen to the people I concretely speaking I'd say don't listen to the don'ts people have to tell you like don't do this don't do that don't go this way uh don't do your plan a instead do plan b oh honey you know there's a lot of people and within your own family and I was I was, uh, you know, remembering this just before we spoke, like there's people within your own family that don't notice the importance of uplifting you and encouraging you. And you'll have that aunt that you see twice a year in a family gathering and she'll be like, oh, honey. um, Yeah, it's great that you want to be in music. Have you thought about something else? (laughs) <laughs> you know, what if you don't make it? You got to have something more steady for when you get married and have kids. And I'm like, I don't even know if I want to get married and have kids. But now you're saying this and you're, dis- you're disapproving and disbelieving in me, you know, and, and these are the people within your family or within your circle, inner circle of friends that will tell you in, in ways, in, cer- in different ways, they, for a reason, you got to be prepared to not make it making it. And I think that they're setting you up to fail when they say that. Mhm. Right? Yeah. So don't listen to them because they're setting you up to fail. You need a plan A and a plan A1 and A2. And and some people tell me, "What's the difference between a plan B and a plan A1 and 2?" And I'm like, "Well, plan A keeps in mind the same goal. You know, you're 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 try you're thriving for the same goal, you know?" So, uh and Plan B is completely a completely different goal. So it, it's not the same if I want to say my goal is to win an independent music award this year at the 2020 awards ceremony. And I want to make a parenthesis there because uh, I, I'd like people, uh, the your listeners, to come to my website, IanGarrenMusic.com, and just uh, take a moment to vote for me and those awards. You'll find a logo there that says Independent Music Awards and you just click there and take a vote for me. I'm nomina- I, I'm seeking nominations in the R&B soul category, the holiday category, and the love category. So, you know, and it's important for me because I've worked uh, my whole life to get to this point where I'm being recognized. So, yeah. to me, having made this album represents a lot of stuff. Uh, it's like an emotional, a mental a physical and a musical journey why physical because I, I i just had to change my whole self like you know i started working out and I, you know to change my body meant to, in order to change my mind in order so that, that i could create music that was uh nurturing for me so yeah. and and coming back to the question that would that would be something that I would recommend uh, aspiring artists or upcoming artists to do. Just work on yourself, prepare yourself physically, mentally, emotionally, musically for your journey. Keep on working and don't look back. Whatever you do, don't look back. Don't listen to the people that tell you that you need an extra option. That's just setting yourself up to fail. If I wanna win, say my goal is to win, And I have a plan A, which is telling you today to tell your audience to please go vote for me. But, you know, if that doesn't work out, you know, this is an example. Uh, If it doesn't work out, then I'm going to seek for another option. But I'm going to uh, keep looking to be nominated. See, and I think that that's what makes a difference between a plan A and a plan B. You go for the same goal. A plan B is saying, "Okay, I'm going to leave this aside and I'm going to start working a nine to five job. I'm not going to seek my nomination because I need to have something steady. That would be a plan B. And people don't understand the difference. And people, as I said, within your inner circle, they do not, they do not understand the power of their words in discouraging you with comments that they think. And this is I'm doing a quotation with my (laughs) fingers, you know, and they think that they're actually giving you good advice because they're preventing you from failing by saying that and this is usually people that didn't have the guts to go after their dreams and they're not doing it in, in in a harmful way they're not trying to discourage you because they don't love you or they're envious there are a lot of people who will do it because of that but you'll find them along the way further along the way but this this inner circle thing is people who don't want to harm you. They want the best for you. They just didn't have the courage to follow their own dreams. So, of course, they're going to try to protect you from that just because they didn't do it. And they'll think, oh, yeah, you know, this is a tough world. I, I couldn't make it. So I'm going a, I'm to a protect you from being harmed by not making it. And just because it happened to somebody else it doesn't mean it will happen to you. I don't. I always say this. Shakira wasn't born Shakira. JLo lo wasn't born J-Lo. I don't remember their parents being uh, uh, renowned people, public figures. Mm-hmm. I don't remember uh, Lionel Messi's um, father being a soccer player. Maybe he was. I don't know. But I don't remember any of these big names in the in whatever field, uh, walk of life you like, uh, being born, except for the Royals. Like, Harry and, and what's the other guy's name? Uh, William? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't keep up with them. But, but uh, you, know, you know, they were born into their situation. If you're not royal, then you weren't born into your situation, no matter who you are. Obama wasn't born into his situation, and he became the president. Right. You know? So you can do anything. And I remember Shakira telling this story in an interview I saw a million years ago. And she said that her only vacation as a kid was to Los Angeles, to Hollywood. And she, was, she came from Colombia with her saved money with her mother. They did not come from money. And she went to the Walk of Fame. And she said, Mom, I'm going to have a star here one day. And, she was let, and her mother said the right word. She, instead of discouraging her, she said, yes, baby, you can have whatever you want in life. 20 years later, Shakira got a star. There you go. You know, you can do anything, anything. You just got to trust yourself and be willing to do the work.
0: That's great advice. That's perfect. (laughs) (laughs) So with uh, the last few minutes we have of the show here, I want to open the floor up to you to um, let the listeners know where they can find you on social media so they can click the likes and the follows and, you know, all that good stuff. And uh, hear it from you, and of course, I'll put the links in the description, but I think it always sounds best coming from you.
1: Thank you. Uh, well, they can hit me up. I, I'm revamping my my website. Okay. So they, they can now find everything they need to find there. at That's com and Garen is G-U-E-R-I-N. And, or you can just type my name into in Google and, you know, Ian Garen. just Google Ian Garen and you'll see everything there. You'll see the videos, you'll see the Spotify, you'll see uh, the Apple Music, YouTube uh, Music. But the, in, if you go to IanGuerinMusic.com, you'll find everything there. You'll find the media players, you'll find a bar with the social media. If you don't like going to websites, you can also, you know, hit me up on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, the, the one I use the most and I invest most time in is Instagram because, well, it's fun. I'm about to open <laughs> a TikTok, but not yet. I haven't come around to the idea of having to, you know, manage four different uh, social media platforms. So well, hold up, I'll get to TikTok, but not yet. <laughs> All right, that's fair. <laughs> but, but Instagram is. At I am Ian Guerin. Again, Garen is G U E R I N. Ian Garen. You can just type Ian Garen and and you'll find I am Ian Guerin and I'm there with a, a white background and shades. And you'll you'll do that too, and on Twitter, uh, where I have a black and white picture, I'm always shades all the time, uh, and it's there. I am Ian Guerin, and Facebook is slash I am Ian Garen. So there's no there's no bigger. Uh, issue than that again garan s g u e r i and write me back you know hear the album guys and and comment on it and write me inbox me dm me and i'll i personally reply and i love reading good regular and bad comments i love i love all the feedback because it's constructive if you're gonna you know hate on me well do it, a, do it slowly because I'm sensible. <laughs> <You know? laughs> all right, cool. But, you know, I'll, just hit me up there. I'll, I'll wait for, for all the lovely people, mainly on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. I am Ian Garen. Right
0: on. Well, Ian, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the show and talking to me and, and the listeners and, you know, letting us all get a little bit of uh, insight into who you are.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I had the greatest time. I just felt so free to speak my my truth as it is. Thank you for giving me this opportunity.
0: Absolutely. And I just want to say thank you to the listeners. If it wasn't for people like you, I wouldn't be doing this show. So thank you very much, and we will see you next time. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, creatures of all ages, what an amazing show. Thank you for lending an ear and joining us. I'm the host, Ray Rumsey, and if you want to hear more interviews, simply head to anywhere podcasts are heard, Facebook or Twitter, and search The Leo Effects, with an A, not an E. If you'd like to hear me doing silly voices and making a general fool of myself, head over to Shattered Dungeons on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. We live stream every Tuesday night. More projects are in the works. For now, stay tuned for more interviews. To book yourself as a guest, you can head to theleofx.wixsite.com podcast or send me an email at theleofx at gmail.com. Remember, this has been The Leo Effects, and great shows require great listeners just like you. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.